1: To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney
2: fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're
3: perfectly okay with that. That sounds accurate. Yes, (laughs) totally okay with that. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino.
2: I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW.
1: Hey, y'all, I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And uh, we've got some huge news, huge, 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 massive news to talk about, uh, which plays nicely into what our topic was already picked out for the for the week. So I kind of like how Disney hooked us up this way. We're just <laughs> that good. <laughs> We're uh, right? obviously we- listening. <laughs> By the way, thank you so much for listening, uh, Disney. We do appreciate your support. All right. Uh, so the news that we have is that Shanghai Disneyland is opening on May the 11th. And as Jane said, uh, her line made me laugh. Uh, Finally, it's a small world. We'll be playing somewhere in the world again and not just in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, before we get into details of what the opening looks like and that sort of thing, I just want to ask you guys, tell me, how did the news make you feel, like, initially, your first gut reaction when you saw it? I mean, I kind of almost cried.
2: (laughs) I am so excited, even though it's, you know, all the way around the world. I've never been there. I have zero connection to Shanghai. But I was so hopeful for what it means for our parks. Mm -hmm. So so I was excited. Other than that, I mean, my other first reaction was, hey, Patty, I'm going to throw this blog together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, thank you for doing so. (laughs) By the way, guys, uh, I do have a blog that has a little bit more details about uh, what's happening. And if you're interested in reading that, I will link it in show notes for you as well. Uh, what about you, Teresa? What would you think? You were you were listening to the uh, to the call, weren't you? Or were following? Yeah, along the on Twitter. the shareholders'
3: call. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We, I'd been kind of paying attention to what Shanghai had been doing recently. So uh, I, I was anticipating this. They were going to announce the day today during the call because we've seen them. There have been pictures that they've been kind of testing out procedures with fake guests at the entry points, and they've been placing some distancing markers in makeshift queue areas. So I, I had a feeling it was coming. I didn't expect it to be May 11th, so just around the corner. I thought it would be later in the month. So that was that was exciting. So they were closer along than I thought. Um, I feel I'm excited about it. I feel neutral ish only because, like Jane said, I I want to go to Shanghai at some point, but I have never been there. I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how it goes and if any of the things that they're putting in place now, how, you know. How that is reflected back in the U.S. parks and what what they'll be able to do, what they'll have to change. So I'm I'm interested just from a planning perspective, what how everything goes there and what will eventually come out our way.
1: Yeah, I felt uh, I think my first response was relief. Like we've just been waiting for a date, for something to happen, for something to show, for something to move forward, to show. Uh, some progress of some sort, right? And so it was a relief, and then it was also some hope. And then when I saw some of the details of what they were doing, I was also shaking my head, going, "You know, that's it's it's not a bad plan." Now we'll get into some of what those details are and what it all means, and, and here in just a second. I'm not a hundred percent sold that it's going to work. I am not a hundred percent sold that going to any Disney park with the amount of people that will be there is a smart idea for a lot of people. But at the same time, the things that they're putting into place, I, I kind of feel like uh, it's a step forward in, I know everybody says the new normal, but we're not, it's not going to be Disney that it was on, you know, March 12th before they closed, right? That's That's gone. That We're not going to have that for a long time, uh, you know so we do we are just going to have to kind of shake off i think those expectations and look at what we can do and how we can do it and what they have laid out uh you know i think could work with some tweaks it's going to be bumpy i expect it to be bumpy at first i'm just hoping that it's not only that it's bumpy from a logistic standpoint, not from a, oh my gosh, everybody got sick from this massive outbreak at Shanghai, Disney, you know? Uh, I'm sure Disney hopes that as well. So I'm hopeful and, uh, and also had a little bit of relief going on with this. So that's kind of where I stood with it. Uh, Teresa, tell us what you learned. And like I said, I, I know you were following along a little more in detail. So tell us, basically what we know as far as what they're going to do with this opening.
3: Yeah, so Shanghai had been doing, I guess, slowly reopening some things along the way. So it's not like everything is finally opening all at once. They had opened, I think it's called Disney Town, which is their version of downtown Disney or Disney Springs. Um I know people had been able to go eat in one of the restaurants in one of their resort hotels. So they'd been gradually kind of easing back into it. And when their park opens next week It's going to be, they're opening as much as they can, but it's still, it's not going to be full park operations, which nobody should have anticipated. They'd be, you know, full on going as soon as they're back. Uh, They are going to be doing very, very limited attendance where guests will have to purchase admission ahead of time for selected dates um, and annual pass holders. They have to make a reservation prior to they arrive. Uh, one of the really interesting things that came out on the call is Disney is tends to be quiet about what park capacity is. Um, we found out today that Shanghai Disneyland has an 80,000 um, guest of total capacity. And in Shanghai regulations say that places can open up to with 30% capacity. And Shanghai Disney has said they're going to be opening
1: below that. So yeah, I caught that too. I think um, Shanghai said twenty four thousand people could be allowed, and Disney said, but we're going to do a lot less and ramp up.
3: Right, because they also have all of the cast members that have to be added into that number as Mm -hmm. well. So Mm -hmm. guest number will be lower. Um, They are going to be, you know, spacing out on ride vehicles and queues and restaurants, how close people are able to get to each other. Uh, They're going to be doing. In terms of like the health checks, um, temperature screenings, they are requiring masks for both cast members and for guests, except Mm -hmm. for when they're eating. Um, General increased sanitization, which... We, I think we all anticipated that one. That's not surprising. There's going to be additional training for cast members. Um, the other, I think, notable thing, specifically Disney-related, is they're not going to be having any fireworks, parades, or meet and greets. They said characters will be making appearances in a new way and the face characters won't be wearing masks so i think in whatever new way they'll be appearing it will be from a very far distance
1: right (laughs) um but you
3: know so you'll you'll be able to see characters in the parks but you won't be able to go up and like take a picture with them get their autographs so it's they're still gonna you know i trust that they're gonna do everything they can to make it feel as disney as possible but it is going to it's going to be a very different experience for people who have gone there in the past who plan on going next week
1: yeah, I know uh, one of the big things that people were saying uh, online is it, it the cues, like how mm-hmm. can we have people stand in line, even if you tell them they have to be six feet apart, the lines will reach, you know, say <laughs> using a U.S. park, the line for uh, Big Thunder Mountain is going to reach all the way back to Space Mountain, right? Um, and I did note that in the call, it said something along the lines of Disney is going to use technology to help with social distancing through things like play Disney parks and virtual queues.
3: Yeah, I think we'll see more virtual queues. It's good that they've already started testing mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. how that works. Um, I think what's also going to be interesting is how they handle, because Bang Thunder Mountain is a great example, because there are so many interactive elements in there that they have to find a way to keep people From playing with them I think that's something Disney has gradually Tried to put into So many of their new rides As ways to keep people Entertained while in line And now They have to go back And be like Well now we have to Figure out a way To cover all of that And take it away Because we don't want People constantly Touching everything And especially for Little kids If they see it there They're going to want To touch it (laughs) So can't blame them For that
1: (laughs) I wonder if like You know to, To segue this To how it would look At a U.S. park If it's a virtual queue and then you go through the fast pass lines instead, right? That's that's what I would imagine um. because then it takes away that 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 mm-hmm. special touches and all those things. It's a shorter enclosed line to go through, uh, but it also then you know do all the fast passes get? Or I don't I don't know fast pass slash virtual queue same things. So this will be fascinating to see how it all works out. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, essentially, that's right now, or I should say months ago, that's essentially how the Rise virtual queue was working, because there was no standby. But physically, they were sending you through the standby line. There is another much shorter, I guess, eventually it might become a fast pass line, or that's basically where um, if you get evacuated, when you Mm -hmm. come back, they don't make you go through that queue again. So you go through the much shorter queue. And I would imagine that they would send everybody through Fast because, like you said, Fast Pass lines don't have the entertainment that regular queues do. I remember the first time I did the regular queue on Toy Story, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much to look at."
1: There is. <laughs> but Jane, you did standby. Like, what's up with that? It was it was a walk on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Just checking. Just making sure. Uh, yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting all of these uh things that they are putting into play i know also they said uh like uh, the the checks uh the health and safety checks they're going to check temperatures uh they're also required in in shanghai to use the government issued health uh, health qr code and then contact tracing um, and then that early detection system that they use in China is going to be going to be implemented. All of those are things that we don't have here in the United States as far as that that tracing element yet, and I don't know if it's going to happen I don't think that. that's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's definitely it, – it's, it's interesting, and the more I read about this and uh, some of the thoughts and some of the processes that they're putting into it, it just made me think that um, – as we all guessed and as we all assumed, they were being very thoughtful about how to reopen these parks. So my assumption is that at this point in Shanghai, they feel that they can make this happen. Now you have to remember, Shanghai's been closed since what January, so it's been down a lot longer. They, uh, they're also their rate of infection right now in general in China is like next to nothing at this point, isn't? I think that's kind of accurate i don't know if you guys are paying that much of attention as me but i thought that was the case As they had pretty much they'd slowed a lot of things mm-hmm. way down which obviously the u.s and even france you know were are were, we're not at that point yet so anybody that's realistically looking at a calendar and thinking june 1st as an opening for walt disney world eh, i gotta i gotta say i'm i was hopeful that it could be in june but i'm I think in July, August, September maybe.
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it I think we're looking more towards um probably like mid to end of July and I think a lot mm-hmm. rides on what happens at Shanghai and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. they implement it and then what it is that we can do here you know realistically. You know we have many more parks, many more cast members, many more teams. So what does that look like for us and I think I think it's evolving every day.
3: Yeah, I almost wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them if they intentionally did hold back to that point, because you figure between now and then, there's Memorial Day, and there's Fourth of July, both of which are very high-volume days in the parks, and I think that we will eventually see some level of reservation system, or you know, they're gonna they're gonna lower what capacity it is for people to get into the parks. So I I wouldn't blame them that they decided to wait until after these two large holidays when people will probably be trying to you know descend en masse to get in the way that they a lot of people typically would. I'm also interested to see because the fast pass system for people who don't know is different in how it's approached at Walt Disney World versus Disneyland. Well, Disney World, because it's more of a, a family vacation spot, it's the emphasis is to to get everything booked, you know, 60 days, 30 days out. And at Disneyland, you can't start booking your fast passes until you enter the park. I'm curious to see if because of how they're doing the reservation systems, if they will kind of go to that method, you know, to be able to I think that way you also because it is kind of like the virtual timing then too. You kind of can mm-hmm. keep getting you know, it's it's almost a virtual queue setup because you can kind of keep getting your fast passes one after another.
1: Oh my gosh, did did coronavirus just give me what I've always been wanting? <laughs> exactly, Are, it, <laughs> is coronavirus giving me the Disneyland version of fast fast passes? Because I love that system and I can work that system hardcore. Like you just got to stay on top of it, but it's it's delightful to me, and I really. I really love it. So, well, my favorite is especially being
3: able to book a fast pass in both parks in one day. <laughs> like, in yes. it makes it so much easier to do that. So, it does that to me. I that's something I could see them trying to do, but I again, I think because people approach those vacations to those two spots in such different ways, because they've ingrained, you know, the pre planning so much to people go to Florida, and I think so many of people, if they tentatively had trips booked for early in the summer they already have their fast passes. You can't really say, Oh, we're taking this away from you now.
2: Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I
3: think logistically, they, there's a lot they need to figure out and just in terms of, you know, park operations, much less the, the health and safety of everybody going.
2: Well, I also think it'll be interesting with, you know, we have so many people coming from out of state and so there's so much Mm -hmm. travel involved. And I, I just, I'm curious how that'll work and how that'll feel. And like, would they start maybe with, you know, just state of Florida first, like something easy. And even all the hotels, like how many hotels do we have? Are they going to open them all at once? Is it just going to be a handful? Like, how is that going to work? Because it's just, it's just a lot of people. it's, It's a lot.
1: It's a lot. My, my vision is that, um, and, and Disney, of course. If you're if you, if you need to call me and we need to talk about this, just let me know. Uh, but my vision, <laughs> my, my vision is that yes, that it will be a handful of of resorts that are open uh, initially, and that's again to keep the amount of people, uh, ca- you know, cast members, uh, you know, on site as well as to kind of watch and, and handle some of the tracing of who was where and when, if things happened, right? Um, you know, I know that they've said that before, or I've read before, that it would only be open to Florida natives or to uh, locals or something like that. And my only issue with that is how, how many Floridians are actually going to go to Disney versus you've got people- A billion. But you've got people from other states who aren't nearly as affected as Florida is right now who would happily jump on a plane and come on down. I I don't know. It's just my, my thought process is that, uh, yes, Floridians like Disney World. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just wondering, I don't know. It just seems weird to me to cut off other states completely like that? And how would, how does that work? How would they do that? You can only book a reservation at our resort if you have Florida ID? Like, how are they going to, you know what I'm saying is how are they going to control that?
3: Well, and, you know, putting myself, my own situation, I'm like, I'm an out of state pass holder. So do I not get to, you know, like, I don't think that they can necessarily restrict it to a state like that. Cause you also, you would have people maybe who live right on the other side of the state line in Georgia, who are, you know, a couple hundred feet away and saying that it's not much difference between them and somebody inside Florida. So I think, especially because because there are out-of-state pass holders, I could see them extending, you know, extending the AP expiration date if, you know, you're still being excluded from being able to go in. But I think it's going to be more people, you have to have a resort reservation or you have an annual pass. I could see them limiting it to that to try and kind of make sure that's people who already have given them money to be able to go. Um but I think I think you'll see more likely that a re- resort reservation will be required if you're not in state.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. The other thing it brings up though is for all of the locals that have annual pass holders that wouldn't necessarily be told we couldn't go, but we don't necessarily make hotel reservations. Are our- are we, is there only a certain amount of annual pass holders that can go on any given day? Because I'll tell you, I will be the first person to be like, oh no, I pay top of, top of the line for my annual pass. You are not going to tell me I can't go.
1: <laughs> no, and, <laughs> no, no. Right. But, but I think that, yeah, I mean, I, that, that may be some of the changes that are going to have to be worked out and figured out because, you know, like, okay. So in Shanghai, Annual pass holders have to do a reservation. Mm -hmm. So it would possibly be the same thing here. Will they make a difference between annual pass holders out of state like Teresa, who is getting a resort? Like, does your resort trump your annual pass? So as long as you have a resort reservation, you're good. Um, or does your
2: annual pass trump your resort? Like, yes. How,
1: how does that work? Right. How does it work? So obviously, like we don't know. <laughs> we're just throwing out. We're just we're just talking about what could be or how this could look. But I do think we're all in agreement that it's not likely to happen. Obviously, in May, it's not happening. Uh, June, mm, maybe end of June. I is my is a possible mm-hmm. earliest, but it doesn't feel right. It feels to me like it's going to be July. Uh, July at the earliest I could see Disney Springs end of June mm-hmm. or mid-June
3: like even earlier because it's you know it, I mean opening opening a restaurant or a retail store is a little different than you know cons- being concerned with the entire you know Disney complex so no, I, I see that you know I think it'll be similar that Shanghai did it'll open in stages so you'll see Disney Springs opening first I could even see them having people like opening up some of the resorts and people just doing a resort stay. Cause I think mm-hmm. people will do that just to be in the Disney bubble. Um, even if they can't do everything that they typically would do. So I think it'll be similar that you'll start to see restaurants and retail opening first. Um, and then that'll be somewhat of an indicator of how far along until the rest of the parks gradually start to open.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, we're even under, we're only allowed to have 25% of your capacity in restaurants right now. So, you know, if Disney followed that same model, then it's the same thing. It's like, how how many people can they fit anywhere? And I just think that there's, I think that unfortunately, while there is so much hope with Yay Shanghai opening, I think we have a lot more factors Um than shanghai does and i think that that complicates things
1: it's definitely a bigger property and a lot more moving parts uh but i do think i still think that it's possible it's just a matter of, to, to me it still comes down to the fact that our country and the state of florida even if you're even if we are just only looking at florida at the cast members that live there at the state of Florida residents who would be the first people to come to Disney, if it should open, even just looking at that, Florida is not like in the clear, right? No. So um, I think even just on that level of expectations, like use that to guide your expectations as to, you know, when is this truly going to, to happen for us? So I, like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see that we have some movement, that we have a date and that they're kind of, showing us what steps could happen. Will all those steps translate and work in a U.S. park? We don't know yet. We'll have to see. I I kind of also personally feel that, um, sure, two months ago that wouldn't have worked, but going forward, we, we might all as a community, as a people have to accept some differences and some changes. And I think that's possibly going to be one of the hardest things for just like the general public to accept. It can also, though, make a difference. If you aren't willing to wear a mask at Disney because it ruins it for you, cool, come back in two years, right? I mean, uh, that's the hope is this virus won't be around for forever, right? <laughs> that there will be some end in sight. Um, so nobody says you have to go to Disney and wear a mask. They're just saying if you go to Disney, you might have to wear a mask, right? So we'll see. Yeah, that's been the... I don't want, but yeah, we're not going to get into a debate about this. So if you're
3: listening, don't feel like you have to turn it off. But it's been interesting because I've seen that that's like kind of the one that people are on both opposite ends. There's not really a middle ground for how people feel Mm -hmm. about that. I've seen people Mm -hmm. say they won't go back unless Disney is requiring both cast members and guests to wear masks, and I've seen people on the other end saying that they will sue Disney because if they're requiring them to wear a mask. (laughs) So I think that's you know that especially with the the U.S. audience, I think that's going to be one of the the big hurdles is figuring out what's the right approach there because I mean it's ultimately I you know people have strong feelings about it but it's ultimately about the health and safety of the cast members oh,
1: so yeah absolutely. hopefully
3: the plan is
1: whatever doing everything that they can to keep them safe yep 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 all right well The big question is, what are your top three priorities (laughs) for your first trip back to Disney? Whenever that might be, what three things or what do you envision your first moments at Disney uh, looking like?
2: So for me, I know my first moments... It's just going to be about Magic Kingdom. And, you know, the only thing I really care about right now is just having Main Street open. I just want the sounds of Main Street. I want the smell from the bakery. I want some hustle and bustle, but not too much. Because the truth is, I don't like people. We all know that. Um, But I want to see my castle. I want to see the hub grass. That, to me, that's everything. That's really all I need. Um, but the other thing is, you know, attraction wise, I want to go back to Hollywood studios. That's my favorite park. (laughs) So that's what, that's what mine looks like.
3: I think no, no surprise to anybody. Number one thing is going to see my dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's clearly, especially, I don't know if, um, anybody else saw this, but they recently put out, um, they kind of showed like an overlay of where, the Star Wars land originally was going to go and originally was going to go over top of Echo Lake and I <sighs> like I knew I like had a goodbye moment with Gertie years ago because I knew that was the plan I knew that like initially they were getting rid of that area or what the lake was and so I'm like I'm very thankful that didn't end up happening <laughs> but I appreciate that I still get to see have her you know over over 30 years later I, I still get to see her as often as I do. So I'm I'm going to my dinosaur first. Um, I am hopefully finally riding Rise of the Resistance so I can finally see it because <laughs> I have still avoided videos <laughs> amazingly. Um, and then Runaway Railway. And then just, I mean, you know, the way that Hollywood Studio is Jane's favorite park, I just want to go take that walk from Hollywood Studios over to Epcot and just hang out in World Showcase. Like, I, I don't need to go on any rides. I don't need to go into any shops or eat anywhere.
1: I just, just walking, walking around. I'm totally content with that. Well, this is funny. We are all three going to end up at Hollywood Studios and I would have never, <laughs> like three years ago, would have never said Hollywood Studios. <laughs> but here's my reason why. So first of all, I'm also going to Magic Kingdom and I am walking in and I'm going to go and stand over by Roy and Minnie and then probably just cry. Just cry because everything—it just a sappy, 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 right? So it's just going to be a thankful, thank, thank you for letting us to be here. Then I'm going um, to—I don't well—I don't even know if the train will be running, but assuming the train is running, I'm going to take my ride on the train, uh, in memory of of my my Jakey, and um, just kind of soak all of that in. And then after that, yes, I'm going to Hollywood Studios too. And the reason I'm going to Hollywood Studios is I miss the movies so much right now. There are things and there's elements in that park that makes it feel like old school Hollywood, you know, that I connect with and I really enjoy. So I'm going to go to Hollywood Studios and soak a little bit of that in. I am definitely going to ride all the rides and eat some popcorn because the smells and (laughs) the popcorn, I just got to have it. It's got to be done. So... I probably will also just do a lot of um, sitting and soaking it all in. Sit on the bench with my popcorn and watch people go by and just be so glad that there's people. And I don't care if I'm – I will probably also be looking at your masks and being like, oh, that's cute. Oh, where'd you get that? Oh, I want one of those Uh, because I really like the masks. I know that's a very bizarro thing to say for people that hate them thankfully they don't bother me like i can wear them they fit on my face they i don't have any breathing issues in them or anything like that and i just i have probably bought 20 <laughs> oh my gosh yes I I did um, buy two of the sets that they had mm -hmm. on
3: shop Disney because luckily two in some of them they were just the the character you know mouths and nose um but a few of them I already had Disney bounds planned for my last trip that fall in line with them so I'm like I'm set I am even more of a Disney bounder with
1: these masks now thank you (laughs) thank you right no I um I just – I think they're super cute and they make me happy to wear to, to wear something Disney, okay? And so, yes, I kind of went overboard. I probably have about 20 of them. Um, I, y'all, I don't even leave my house except to go to the grocery store like once every 10 or 15 days. So it's not even like I have a lot of opportunity to wear them, but uh, – when I do, at least I'll have Disney, you know, with me always. Uh, So anywho, uh, so that's kind of my plans. That's what I think I'm going to do. We put this question into our Facebook group and asked folks to tell us what they would do on their first day back. Like what were your uh, three big things that you wanted to do on opening day? And uh, we're going to share what what some other uh, friends have said about that. Uh, My friend Nikki said that she is going to rebook the Grand Floridian Theme Park View She had to cancel the one that she had in March. (laughs) And and, uh, then she also just wants to walk down Main Street, hear the music, smell the confectionery, and cry happy tears into corn dog nuggets from Casey's. (laughs) Yes, I think it will be that dramatic. Girl, yes. (laughs) My friend Bobby,
3: he wrote, number one, roller coasters, exclamation point. My daughter should be tall enough for Space Mountain and all of the big roller coasters on her next trip. She's very excited. Uh, number two is ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, because I haven't yet. So feel you there. Mm-hmm. And then number three, meet Gaston and the Stepsisters. All the trips I've made to Disney, I've never met them. I really wanted to during my last trip, but we never got the timing right.
1: Oh, yeah, you definitely need to do that. Put that on your Disney bucket list, day one. So Jessica said she wants to
2: ride Rise and Mickey's Runaway Railway for the first time. This is going to be very popular,
3: and I was like, I think I see a theme <laughs> developing. Yep.
2: Um, two, she wants to take the Marceline to Magic Kingdom tour, which I talked about a lot in was it last week or so the week before? All the weeks are the same. But um, <laughs> go back to where we talk about Disney hidden Disney gems in the parks. I'll talk about that tour there, and she wants to explore the New Riviera Resort with a ride on the Skyliner added in i agree jessica all amazing choices including riviera and the skyliner i'm in when are we going on vacation together
1: right no riviera is <laughs> riviera is gorgeous it really is a beautiful resort uh all right so uh kirsten kirsten is over a disneylander she's a, a west coast gal uh she says she's going to take the full circle tour on the disneyland railroad yes she is going to also ride Pirates of the Caribbean and eat a Dole Whip in the Tiki Room. Those are all fantastic choices. <laughs> Absolutely, yep.
3: Especially for a Disneyland, that would probably if, if my first trip was a Disneyland one, it would that, look it very would be similar. that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, close. Yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty close to. Well, I think I would ride the full circle tour, but then I would hop over and i would do guardians of the galaxy (laughs) that's right
3: (laughs) uh peter who we've mentioned uh you'll know exactly who he is by his first choice he said he wants to ride the haunted mansion eight times uh, he was the one who, he has the haunted mansion bathroom that we've talked about a few times. He also wants to ride Runaway Railway, and he's another one in line for the Skyliner.
1: The Skyliner turned out to be a pretty popular option. I had doubts, but- Which I actually, right?
3: no, this excites me because now if you get into the Skyliner, you won't get put with another family. You can have it all to yourself.
1: You know what? That's actually <laughs> That's a very good social distancing Thanks, point. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, maybe that'll be the next. Uh, the next episode will be all the things we can be thankful for to Corona for. I think so. I think I'm going to write this down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Evelyn says,
2: "Finally, I want to get to stay at the Riviera again. Get back on Rise of the Resistance. Do we keep hearing the themes here, everyone?
0: Yeah. And
2: yeah. her third thing she wants to do is have the pool boy wait on her. <laughs>
1: Yes, Evelyn. All right, Evelyn. So, Crystal says that she wants to ride Mickey's Railway she wants to hug chip and dale which you know she could probably get away with that hu- don't you think you could get away with hugging i don't possibly a see, character i don't, I don't know. know
3: it'd be fine for the cast member but not for every other person who's hugging them before oh, and after. so I don't, point. I don't probably know.
1: not probably not because Cambry also said that she needs a fairy godmother <laughs> hug and i'm like girl it's gonna be a fairy godmother air hug because yeah. <laughs> i don't think they're gonna let you hug her uh, but uh crystal says uh mickey's railway hug chip and dale and and eat all the snacks cupcake cookie popcorn i can't choose all right (laughs) fair enough crystal fair enough (laughs) so
2: jill actually chimed in and she has one for every part of what she wants to do there she said magic kingdom she wants to sit on or near main street and just soak in the atmosphere epcot she wants to walk around the countries and take silly lego photos when wherever the mood (laughs) strikes her Studios, she wants to ride Slinky and sip an adult lemonade and People Watch. And Animal Kingdom, she wants to ride the safari over and over again. Guys, I have to say this. I was looking at the flyover photos that Teresa was talking about earlier on Facebook. And I was like, I just want to see the animals. I'm, because I'm wondering, and we'll never find out because they don't talk. But like, are they like, where are the trucks that come through where are all the people what are the animals thinking and this kept me up last night for an hour
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day though I was like I guess those are some of the the essential cast members that probably are it has to be a weird time for them to be going in the park when no one else is there to care for the animals
2: and I'm sure that they're backstage like in their pens and whatever but like if they're not I'm sure they have to let them out every day to go into the safari areas because they're probably just used to that routine. But do they talk to each other? Or are the elephants like, <laughs> why haven't we seen anyone drive by in like a year?
3: <laughs> so it actually probably is a really good idea to go into safari. Is one of the first things you do because they're going to be so excited. Be like, everyone's back! I'm going to go right to the car,
2: <laughs> like like a dog when you get
1: home, they run right. to the door. <laughs> the elephants are like, yo, dog. I don't know, but ask the giraffes if they can see anything. <laughs>
2: you guys are tall
1: can you look over that fence over there what do you see oh my word my word
3: oh who knows who knows (laughs) all right i'm gonna read andrea's she says she wants to have a dull whip confession time but i've never tried them before and i think i'm way overdue uh, number two she wants to do a tour of some kind with the money I've saved from not going for the last seven weeks <laughs> ever ever, along Disneyland is still closed I might finally be able to do one <laughs> and then she wants a Mickey pretzel I'm a weakling for them I want all the
1: Disney food so we're basically gonna all go and eat Disney is what I'm hearing
3: <laughs> but, I mean we did an entire episode about what Disney food we want so <laughs> none of that surprises me
1: either nope not at all
2: (laughs) that's just a couple of responses we got to this question if you want to be featured on the next podcast or you have thoughts about what you want to do on your next trip to disney come and let us know over in the facebook group no guilt disney we chat a lot there
1: (laughs) (laughs) we
3: do we do just a little bit (laughs) and make sure you keep joining us each week on
1: the no guilt disney podcast because as patty likes to say It's no fun to fangirl Disney alone. See y'all real soon.